Talk Radio with the best host in the biz. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7 the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflections, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383. 0309. We want to make sure your voice is heard loud and clear without interruption. Your opinion should be shared more than just a couple of blocks. It is time for us to stand up and be counted and make sure that people around the country and around the world have an idea of what people of color want to, want the direction they want their country to go in and what their thoughts are related to the present situation and environment of our state. You know, uh, it is really important for us to recognize good versus evil and recognize how close they are to one another. You know, there are times when people rise up and do the kind of things that 
we find to be miraculous. And then there are times when we see people do things that are truly despicable. And I sent out a couple of uh, with both of those things, we had truly opposite outcomes. But the thing is, is that we want to praise the people that we love and the people who do things that inspire us to do things ourselves. And we have to recognize it is not easy to show heroic behavior or put people before yourself. Uh, It's hard to be selfless and to recognize when you have to put that that you you enjoy and value the most at risk in order to save others. And so when we see it displayed, it is easy to recognize it, uh, but it's hard to embrace it. And so we have to be ready and prepared. I have to truly be honest with you. It is, it is not something that I look to to do. It's not something that I go around uh, every day, and we are asked to be honest on this show. It's not something I go around looking for the opportunity uh, to put my life at risk. And so we have to be very careful about when we do these things but recognize that God does hold these things uh, to be of great favor when people are willing to risk their own existence. Uh, Cassie, I um, called on you today to get that uh, verse for me. And so I'm just going to ask you uh, first uh, to, to to explain to us what you do, you think true heroism is and what it is that you think it takes uh, to risk your life for a stranger. Good afternoon, James. Why you call on me? <laughs> well, my my opinion is that you know, no two people are, are not going to be the same. Their opinions are not going to be the same. Why they feel and do what they do is not going to be the same. So I I can only speak for myself. Why I would do something? Why I would deny myself something? to make someone else happy or to help someone else out of a situation. But now if you're talking about what we talked about maybe years ago um, when we were talking about the Good Samaritan and how those people risk their lives to help someone else, I think that's just, that's, that was an instinct. When you're in a situation, then at that time, then you respond. Either you're going to respond to assist or you're going to respond and and say oh my god what's going on you know so but you would I just believe you would have to be in that type of situation to know what it is that you're going to do but when you when you can and want to be kind to someone else you will do that and sometimes you don't always have something to give to someone else, but you feel for that person. So, you know, that can actually go a whole lot of different ways. And I just think it depends on the individual person who is faced with that situation at that time. Uh, Cheryl, I sent everyone out a, a story about a man who was involved in his, his wedding 
and he saw a teenager in distress, and uh, he took it upon himself to go out in that ocean uh, where the other lifeguards were busy, and he was actually, uh, you know, involved in his only pers- his personal life where he was concerned and, and about his wife and what they were doing, his soon-to-be wife. So uh, he took it upon himself to go out in that ocean not knowing whether or not he was going to make it back. Uh, he did have a history of being a lifeguard. Uh, but, you know, those those are sometimes difficult things to ask strangers to do uh, for people they don't know. Good evening, and how is everyone doing this evening? Um, I'm just like Kathy. I can only speak for me. And when, and I did get a chance to read the article, you know, this is something that was inside of him. This was what we, what I would call instinct. You know, it was without thought. This was like nature to him, where it may not be, you know, to everyone in every situation. But I, too, understand, you know, um, and I would think, and I've known situations where I didn't think about what I was actually doing when I helped somebody until after it was all over with. So, and that's the reason why I say it was just natural instinct to be able to do that. Now, along the way getting there, you know, and like he was saying, after he get out there, he's thinking about, you know, his soon-to-be wife. But when you... When a situation occurs, that's the first thing. You're not thinking about you and the danger you're going into. You're thinking about helping someone. And um, like I said, I'm like Kathy. I can only speak for me because I've put myself in that situation before. And then once it was all over, when I thought about it, and it was like, you know, I don't know if I would have did that had I would have been thinking this through. But just because of natural instinct, I did what I did. Uh, D, you know we've talked in before about how you have to evaluate uh, what it is that you do uh, for others, uh, especially when you have a family that is counting on you. So not every situation can you allow yourself to totally risk everything you have because there are people who count on you. I know myself that I've seen a number of domestic violence situations where I have called the police and um, when I thought things were not uh, in in good standings with uh, people. Uh, But uh, police will tell you all the time that's one of the most dangerous calls there is, is to intervene on behalf of someone who finds themselves in a domestic situation. And so, you know, though we want to be, uh, good servants and do what our Creator tells us to do. Uh, that that is not always an easy call uh, when you want to, uh, you know, you have people who count on you. Well, that's absolutely true. Uh, and good ne- good evening, everybody. Uh, like both of um, Michelle and Kathy had just said, uh, some people are heroic uh, by nature. Um, I myself have had tendencies uh, to be uh, uh, a helper 
and of fixtures uh, by nature. Um, there are some people uh, that don't have much of anything else going on in life that find exhilarating and, and it gives them purpose. Um, two people that come to mind uh, in that way is uh, George Zimmerman and Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell was the person in Atlanta that came across the uh, the bomb, and one of them, one of them went off in, at the uh, at the uh, at the Olympic uh, Park in Atlanta. Uh, both Richard Jewell and George Zimmerman had gone out to be uh, police officers, but were but was rejected for whatever reason. Uh, so then they uh, kind of put themselves in positions to be uh, heroic in nature. Uh, George Zimmerman, of course, uh, thought Trayvon Martin was a threat, and so he, uh, uh, against the 911 operator uh, suggestion, he went out and tried to do a heroic thing anyway. Um, me, on the other hand, you know, uh, in, in life's journey, uh, when 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 I uh, obtained a wife and a, and a new family and started to make a new family, um, my desires uh, were all about protecting them and nothing else. Uh, you know, we had a, 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 we had a show one time on your show about what would we do when our number is called. And like Miss Kathy and Miss Cheryl said, uh, you know, that's, that's an individual um, at, at the – at the state of emergency type of situation, you, you will make that decision uh, when that time comes. Uh, me, on the other hand, I would have to force myself to recognize what my responsibilities are and what it would be like if I wouldn't, uh, if I didn't turn out in favorable in the heroic situation that I choose to put myself in and leaving my children fatherless. So, um, you know. You know, even the, even the, the guy down in Clearwater, Florida, um, trying to protect his family, um, acted on instinct when he approached a man and shoved him. Uh, in that, you know, going forward, we uh, as individuals surviving such incidents have to be aware that sometimes things don't actually work out as we anticipate they might. In that, we always have to be mindful of uh, things uh, going awry and, and being more detrimental to our health than it would be advantageous. Thank you. You know, it's incredible that we, in life, we find ourselves as we go through our journey making decisions uh, that may somebody or uh, put people's lives in in harm's way. Uh, we recognize that just not too long ago that a coach made a decision uh, with 12 of his soccer players uh, to go into an area uh, that was a little more dangerous than he expected, and it caused a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. And so, you know, we have to be careful about each step that we take and what uh, impact it would have on everybody around us. Again, we don't want to be the kind of citizens uh, that don't uh, put ourselves in harm's way when people need us 
certainly we want to act Christians and uh, display the right kind of humanity when somebody's life is in jeopardy. Uh, but you have to be careful not to put your life at risk to the point that you are, are not doing what is proper and faithful for your own family. I see a new uh, number, and I'll give them a chance to um, to to talk if they like. Uh, it's a strange number. Uh, one 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 one. Are you there? Can you? Would you like to give your name and and uh, where are you calling from? Maybe they just want to listen uh, today. Uh, you know, I I am uh, really concerned about. You know, I sent you guys two stories, and we want to just treat them as opposite sides of the coin. We had a Floridian who went to New York and uh, went to um, be a part of his his uh, sister's wedding and some kind of way he got into an altercation where somebody hit him and he fell down and he hit his head and that's one of the things that we talk about you know you have to in this journey there are just uh, simple things that can take place Kathy uh, in one hand you're enjoying yourself and you're in the midst of family and the next thing you know tragedy strikes or one minute you are enjoying yourself and you need to to rush over to somebody else's table and do the hymic maneuver in order to keep them alive you know life can be um you know can throw many curves at you and you have to always be on guard and ready and prepared to do what uh Christ has called you to do Yes, that that is so true, um, James. And as you know, the saying goes, "Live your life as it's your last." That's what you have to do. So, as I was just telling a friend of mine, that you know, before I even walk out the door, you know, it's like, Lord, direct me, cover me, let me, give me what to say. But because it doesn't always happen like that, but give me what to say when I'm out there. So use me if you need to use me. So Because like you said, there may be a tragic that happened when I'm out wherever I am, and then I'm going to have to respond. But what I did is I asked first for the Lord to give me what I need to say because I could respond in a negative sense, but I'm always friends that I respond in a positive sense, but it don't always be that way. So, yes. You know, it is truly interesting that I know that I, I, I've i done that in my life. Uh, pray for God to put a hedge of protection around me. Uh, also, Cheryl, we ask for discernment uh, to determine what it is we should get involved in and what it is we should uh, so that we're acting uh, as good stewards, and that we're acting in a way that God would 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 require us to behave, uh, we have to recognize that um, you know we don't have any bulletproof vest on, and we don't have you know we're not Superman, uh, but we we are called to be good good citizens. So um, correct, um, and I guess I too. Um, you know, when you say discernment, that's one of the things that I ask for as well. And 
because I don't want it to be my thinking. I don't want it to be my way. I want it to be his way. And sometimes his way, well, a lot of the times his way is not our way. And that's where those, you know, we I said instinct, but those are the things that he have inside because when we began to think, and we began to, you know, analyze the situation. It's not what he implanted in us to do at the time of something occurring. So, yeah, you know, we all, and I'm pretty sure, you know, we've, I've heard time and time again being here on the radio show as far as asking him for direction, asking him, you know, what is the way that he have us to go that he may be pleased with our actions in the things that we say, in the things that we do. And it is so important, you know, to be covered when we walk out the door because just like the many stories that we read about and we hear about, those stories are not intentional stories that were planned out when a person left their home. Or even some stories, is don't you don't even have to leave home for those, you know, situations to occur. So we got to stay prayed up all the time, you know, because and then be prepared. And, you know, um, and I'm not sure who was it that said, you know, not to be fearful, but just to be cautious and to live our life as though it was our last, because we never know when it is our last. Uh, Indeed, we live in a secular society one in which where we want to do the best can as believers uh, to be on the right side of the decisions that we make uh, and not do them based on any kind of bias. Uh, We have to be ready to act uh, regardless of color, regardless of gender, and regardless of uh, any other biases that we might have as human beings. Because all lives truly matter. Well, uh, you're right, Jane, but I want to say something right here. Um, what Miss Cheryl and Miss Kat are talking about uh, is the advanced class of 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 on how to live life. That's the advanced class. Uh, you know, and it, it takes advanced maturity on what they're talking about. Uh, on how to uh, ask God for protection uh, and to protect my children. And knowing that um, your prayers, you know, we've all heard of the praying mother. Uh, you know, once anybody has ever gone through anything, uh, one of their first confession is, I had a praying mother. You know, and that's the advanced class. Uh, when it comes down to uh, our young generation, um, they have not. They are yet to have gotten to that point because uh, they got a lot of other things that they have to deal with. One of which is peer pressure. Uh, the other is uh, self identity and and being and being egotistic. Uh, case you know, a case I want to make is uh, the point I want to make is that the guy in the, in the movie theater uh, that uh, was shot by the retired police officer. And the guy that was shot was with his wife or with his date uh, when uh, he let his ego get the best of him uh, as as opposed to 
you know, when Miss Kathy said and Miss Cheryl said, you know, before we leave the house, we're gonna just gonna ask God for us to have a nice evening. And I know that works. I'm gonna tell you how I know. Because when I was out uh drinking and drugging and I had got to a point where I was tired of it, but I, I also understood that um if I look for it hard enough I could find it. Okay. But, uh, it, it had got to a point where sometime I would say, uh, Lord, on my way home, um, don't let me find any dope. And you got to know that I didn't find no dope that night. And I'm the real, I'm the realest person on this show because I ain't got no shame to my game. I'll tell you everything about me because I know that when you ask for intervention, it does work. But then again, that's the advanced class. So when uh so in, in in life's journey we have to have gone through something to really know how it works and then we can always express to other people it works if you work it but of course we all know you have a person have to have to get to that pro, to that point to where uh they're willing to let God work in their life thank you you know so much um about what we do and how we uh, how we go about our journey uh, is at the mercy of the world and recognizing that, uh, you know, for the number of years that we have been able to avoid danger, it has not been us that has kept us out of harm's way because the the evilness of the world is all around us. And so those of us who try to do what is right are always faced with situations where we ask ourselves, should I stand up or should I, should I, the world, and help it to see the light in the way that I do? And so when we see men like this young man who went into this ocean, uh, which we know is huge, on his wedding day, and he could have lost his life on his wedding day, uh, it shows that there are still people out there willing uh, to sacrifice themselves uh, for the lives of others. And we all should inspire, be inspired uh, to do that. We should all be inspired to step outside of our comfort zone and be uh, a hand to people who need a helping hand. But, again, uh, we have to evaluate the situation and see if we have the tools that are necessary to intervene under those circumstances. I have to tell you, when I moved to uh, 830 West Lake Man Drive here in Orlando, my mother uh, made me aware that uh, if I go out in the lake in my backyard, she was not in a position uh, to drink all that water and save me. Uh, so I had to be mindful of what it was that a uh, position I put myself in. And so what she did was take me to the local swimming pool and made sure that I had the tools uh, to swim in order to keep my See, We have to be aware of whether or not we have the tools to intervene in situations uh, before we found uh, a charge uh, to be that helping hand. Um, 
D, you're the second most realest person on here. I'm the first. Ha, ha, ha. No, Kathy, Kathy, I knew that. I knew that when I said that. I tell you, I, I, once I said it, I thought about it. I said, well, I'm just, uh, maybe I'm the second or the third. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, I, I mean, that's what I love about this show because we all keep it real and 100, and that's what the people need to hear, realness and being 100, because how else can someone else be delivered from whatever it is that they're going through if we don't be real about what it is we went through. And so back to um, your question, James, I just believe that sometimes it's intuition um, and it comes from within that makes you do certain things that, that, that you do, like that man that um, jumped in that water. I believe that he was led by the Holy Spirit. I don't know why, but when you were saying it, it's just something leaped in me to say that it wasn't him, but it was the Holy Spirit. Because, see, sometimes God wants to use situations so that we can see, just like those uh, eight or nine young men that was in that cave. Sometimes God wants to use those situations so that we would um, um, have, uh, have a greater faith of who he is, that we would believe even the more because he's, he's still watching over us. He's still protecting us. Even though that there's things going on in this world, God is still in control and he's still making miracles happen each and every day. And without a doubt, Every time we open our eyes, there are always some people, Cheryl, who are in need of assistance, who have, by maybe no fault of their own, put themselves in harm's way and need somebody to care enough about them uh, to intervene. You're right. and I mean, that's just life itself. You know, um, just think about um, we don't know how. <clears throat> the young man got into the water. We don't know how certain things, you know, happened to individuals, but people began to talk about, um, yeah, if they wouldn't have did this or if they wouldn't have did that. But really, we don't know how. We come to conclusions, and we, as humans, um, are so judgmental. And just like you said, we don't know what the situation was, and it can turn to be a situation that we are in, that we judged, and when I say that, I mean, you know, those who do judge, um, someone the week before. And I can um, testify to that because I've heard somebody say something about an individual that was um, – in a situation, and they talked about it. And then the week later, they found themselves in the same situation, needing help as well. So you're right. You know, we it don't have to necessarily be something that we've done intentionally um, for the situation to come about. And I guess those are the things that we call accidents or those, you know, things that are not intentional. And what else was interesting about the decision this man made was, again, uh, that he didn't allow any biases uh, to to be a part of his decision-making. The young man who was in trouble was an African-American young man, 
and his mother and he were so appreciative of the effort that this man made, especially on his wedding day, uh, to take off his clothes. Uh, and his wife told him when he took off his shirt, and his wife told him, look, you don't have time to take off your pants. You need to just go about your business. And he went about his business and saved the life of this child without uh, allowing uh, the the color to be a part of his decision-making. And then when he came back and he had a bloody nose, he then decided, hey, look, I don't want to get close to my wife who I love and care about because I don't want blood to be on her white dress. And so this man has truly a selfless spirit where he is constantly in a position where he's thinking about others. Indeed, that that is something we all need to try to emulate. Well, James, you know, uh, you know, the, the advanced class in life is a is the class to take. Advanced class uh, will recognize what Miss uh, Miss Kathy spoke about when she spoke about the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is a is a true connection that one has with his Creator. You know, we've all seen when uh, when people are about to do something that's that's going to be trying for them. It's going to be a trial for them, and they say, "God be with me," and that's all they need. And from that point on, they can act. So that uh, the connection is where we have to practice on making something tangible in that way. You know, and, and the second thing that uh, that you said and that Miss Kathy said, I do believe, that was, uh, and we've always heard this, but if you're not ready for the advanced class, it goes right over your head. And that is when per God allowed this to happen. And and that's a good point because God allows things to happen so those who are w- willing now to pay attention can know how to conduct themselves and go about their life from here on out. Case in point, yesterday, ladies, uh, uh, we were talking about the uh, the fact that Reverend Sharpton has gone to Clearwater, Florida, and James and myself and Reverend Smith was on the air. And Reverend Smith uh, talked about how he felt about it, it wouldn't make a difference and that he wasn't prepared to do anything of the sort. And James and I, hearing that, we lovingly, we was a little irritated to hear that. But, you know, as the day went on and when we come to this subject, one has to come to appreciate that in Pastor Smith's journey, he has gotten to a point there where he want to pull back on the reins of the horse, keep the horse from running to, into any and everything, and just want to go to a, a slow walk into the sunset. Now, there, there ain't nothing wrong with that, especially in a person's journey where he has come to a point in life that somebody else can do that. But I choose not to do that. And so in that, I come to appreciate his, his point of view, and uh, and I just want to say that. Thank you. We all need to recognize as we try to participate in trying to create a platform and an opportunity for us to be 
stimulated and inspired by the efforts of others, uh, Kathy always brings to the table that there are two sides of the coin, and we should be able to appreciate white America when they do things that are good, just like we are, uh, we are ready and prepared to uh, to talk about the things that they do wrong. And certainly we want to recognize that there is humanity and heroic behavior in all races of people, and that we should not uh, live our lives as though somebody is inherently evil and somebody is inherently good. We have to recognize that there is good and evil in all races of people, and we need to do whatever it takes uh, to limit uh, the evil that exists and people, no matter what their colors are. See, we have to be prepared to help our kids to understand uh, that what is going on in Chicago is an evil spirit and that those people who are dying uh, because of those who find it necessary to go around shooting up the neighborhood should be turned in no matter whose son or daughter they may be. May be. And that recognizing that the we all have to be concerned about being if the evil is white or black that it has to stop. You are absolutely one hundred and ten percent correct. It doesn't matter who they are if they are doing the crime, they need to do the time and um that we know as, and I want to go back to what Dee said because that was the key right there. He, he said that you, you have to get to a point where you recognize who is in control and, and who is controlling you, which is the Holy Spirit, and that comes with maturity. So a, a lot of these people are out there, and they're doing these things, and they are very immature, and it doesn't matter if they're 80, 55, 22 or 10, if they are immature and if they do not know who Christ is and they don't have a relationship with him, then they are going to do these things or they're going to allow the enemy to use them to do these things because as we know as believers, it's nothing but the enemy who is lurking and attaching itself to these people who are causing these acts to happen. But that's when we come in as believers, as a body of believers, where we are to pray and intercede. And and it's an unfortunate thing that some things are just going to happen. You know, God is going to stop some things, but some things are going to happen anyway. But we have to stay on post and stay on guard because that is our job. That's what we uh, were chosen and purpose to do while we're here is to intercede for the other people. And, Cheryl, we can't allow the secular world to somehow believe that it is more powerful and uh, 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 is able to overcome the good that exists in those who care about humanity, those who care about our communities, care about our, our cities, our states, our country, and our world. We have to be prepared to fight on all fronts uh, to make sure that the secular world doesn't see itself as the as the authority or the victor over a Christian people. 
Well, in that case, I see that we have to make sure we as Christians don't let them overpower our thoughts and our beliefs and the things that we know to be true and right. Um, Because I guess they're going to believe and think how they want. And it's one against another thinking. So, no, we have to show them that they can't shake or move us and the things that they are doing or not let us get to a place where they bring us there out of our character or out of who God expects us to be. Because I know that situations that I deal with, I'm not going to let anybody bring me out of the will of God. Um, I've had some situations lately where somebody told my daughter that, man, your mama really takes a lot. You know, she didn't even let the, and I'm going to say what he said, let the ghetto come out in her on these people. And it was like, see, if that was me, I couldn't do it. But, see, I'm not going to let nobody have me to act in a way that I know that is not pleasing to him. You know, I always know how to deal with myself in a more respectable way and know that, you know, you're not bringing me there. On all costs, you're just really not bringing me there. And I can walk away, not entertain. So we have to show who we are and show that Christ-like in us. Now, they, the secular world going to believe and act um, how they want to, and we have no control over that. But we don't have to let them overpower us. Um, and that's something that I'm making a point, you know, not to do. And will not allow myself to go there. And, D, we have to be prepared to stand up in every situation and in every environment. We have to be prepared to stand up in the political environment. We have to be prepared to stand up in the academic environment. We have to be prepared to stand up in life of... altering situations. Uh, we can't be told that somehow because we are believers uh, that we don't have a role to play in politics. We don't have a role to play in public education. We don't have a role to play in whether or not we want to, live, to, to uh, intervene or be a part of life decision-making. Uh, So we want to be a part of all of it. And those of us who know our place and who have the tools to be successful in those areas have to stand up and be counted. Uh, I am so proud of us that we stood up and be counted when it came to those children being separated from their parents. Those are kind of life-altering things uh, that we can't allow secular people to make decisions in because they don't understand humanity. Well, James, uh, and, and you're right, and I appreciate that. Um, it was something that Miss Cheryl said, and, and you kind of opened the door for it, and that is the uh, the idea that people 
want to change your thought process. And I was thinking about that today. Because when you when you tied that thought and you mentioned the word political process, uh there's there's an advanced class also, y'all have to forgive me for saying that. Keep saying that. But to know that there is a war out for your mind. Um there are people in position uh that are using market that are using marketing tools to persuade you into thinking in the thinking in the way they want you to think. And in marketing, they understand that if they can tap in into your emotional, if they can tap into your emotion, couple that with your belief system, then your way of thinking will can be driven in the direction that they want you to think. Um, so, and then the most horrifying part of that is they're tying, they, they're, they, they've learned to tie Christianity or religion to that, to that weapon. I got to call it a weapon because it's working. It has worked. Now, it has not worked on people like us because we are stronger in our, our conviction and we have, um, through Christ, we have mastered the, the art of discernment. And it is an art. And, and, and the way you know it, you can, you can recognize it being an art is because you have to perfect it. But there are some people that are weak in their walk with life, with, with Christ, where when they hear Christianity, and anything that's that attached to that, then they come to a decision that that's real, what they're hearing. But I'm here to tell you now, in, in the age of 2020, people have learned to weaponize this idea and use it. And there are millions of people, and the Trump people are, one, are some of those millions that are easily led by this tool, this marketing tool that they have come to, to understand how to put, and if they attach religion to it, and especially Christ to it, then they know that gives it some validation. Whatever they say, they give it validation. Sorry, thank you. It is um, unbelievable uh, that we're living in a world right now where we've had uh, white America place us in harm's way where there's a move to care less about the humanity that exists in all of us, uh, that there are now people who are encouraged uh, to be hateful. There are people who are encouraged uh, to to uh, penalize uh, people for just wanting a better life. Uh, they're encouraged to uh, to disregard what is the, the blood that is being uh, spilled on the street every day about people who are just trying to live in harmony in the environment that they're in. And so, Kathy, we have to recognize that that us speaking up and speaking out may very well save the lives of some people uh, because we cannot just 
tolerate uh, the world going in a different direction than the one we want it to go in. Right. This goes back to am I my brother's keeper? And yes, I am. Uh, because sometimes people um, are in a place where they want to say something, but they don't know how. So uh, some of us have been equipped to be that spokesperson for other people. So, you know, whoever has been given the baton must use the baton, and that's what we have to do. We have to be a voice for those that are are, our voices, like they talk about the children, you know, how when things happen to the children, they they go into a, a cocoon and uh, they are silent. But you know and you can tell that something is going on. So if we don't be a voice for the children and we, we if we don't be the voice for the children, who's going to be the voice? So we have to continue to be that voice for the people. And, and and we have to do some of the things uh, that uh, we're called to do that others might see as uh, big a, a mountain to climb. I certainly believe that, Cheryl, when people look at you and uh, the responsibility you've taken on uh, as you uh, move forward, that a lot of people just think there is no way I could do that. Well, you know, in that case, I say that God equips all of us with different things. And some things that people are handling, you know, I can say the same thing about that situation. But um, I guess he just gave me this because he knows that before I made that trip, I sure wanted a, a sign to say, don't go. I mean, I wanted somebody there to say they would step up to the plate. I mean, I was laying there, Lord, if there's any way you don't want me to go, just please show me. I got a phone call, and it wasn't even what I wanted to hear. So, but um, that had been something in me all my life, you know, with children. I can remember as a teenager having children around. I can remember in Mississippi, having almost 15 children living with me. And um, so that's just always been a part of me, something in me that I'm able to give to them. But I'm pretty sure there's something that each one of us can find that we do that the other may say, oh, no, I I, I ain't going there. But um, God equips us all with different things in life. Um, and not always the same thing. And yeah, it takes it takes a lot, you know. Sometimes I could even think, um, man, am I doing this? You know, and I am. And it don't seem to be a major issue. It just seems to be normal. Um, and not only that, I've been called upon from another young parent that I'm going to be receiving her child because she wants to go in the military and she has not been taking care of her child. Um, her child is really falling by the wayside. And um, so I may be having a third one. <laughs> oh, but like I said, all of us with different things. 
you you're so right because I have to tell you uh, that you know they say God says He will not put any more on you than you can can bear. Uh, but there is uh, in my head, uh, children are too noisy. I, I I could not imagine having to to deal with the the noise level that would change in my world if there was a child uh, in, involved. Now I could give uh, to the cows come home, uh, but I wouldn't want to personally be raising any more children right now. Uh, again, I'm going to reach out to. Uh, the caller uh, one 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 one. Uh, do you want to give us uh, your name and where you're calling from? Uh, do you want to make a comment about what we've been talking about today? All right, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and allow everyone an opportunity to give their final word. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away into that super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby.
of the world to take my rightful place among the stars, the woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintain her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you be brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that you have a platform that can allow you to share your opinions without interruption. We're here so that we can provide space and time for those who need to share their thoughts and make clear that what direction we want our country to go in. You want to call in at 657-383-0309 to make sure that you have a voice. 
We can no longer sit on the sidelines and let people. What is your final thought this evening? Um, James, I just want to say that you're doing an absolutely wonderful job. And I know that you're trying to get the millenniums to come in. So um, let's just pray. And uh, as they come in, just be open to whatever they are saying, what they're talking about, so that we will know how to teach them and coach them as they um, go out into this world and be great citizens as we know that they are going to be. Thank you. All right. Uh, Cheryl, your final thought this evening? Well, as usual, great conversation, um, great um, things that were said as far as um, people might not have thought about. It brought awareness in certain things that um, in the conversation um, one thing that I have to say is, you know, that when we ask God to lead us and guide us in everything that we do and continue to keep his hedge of protection around us, we know that the things that happen to us in life is not by mistake. It's all a part of his plan. So even though, you know, good things happen, we also go through trials and tribulations for lessons um, for whatever he that he allows to happen. And on this call, we were able to see so much more that we was doing. And as I always say, whatever we do, we can always do more. Thank you. All right. And, D, your final thought this evening? Yes, yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to commend Miss Cheryl for letting uh, – for letting the Lord, the Lord use her. You know, we've always heard uh, people say, uh, Lord, use me. Because, you know, uh, there, there's a saying, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Because he may have something totally different in store for your life. And so I want to commend her for letting the Lord use her. Uh, and lastly, um, that insert that you have, I am this woman, man, I love that. Uh, and and if I could change anything, I would say I am this creation, because everything that those women say in that insert can be used by everyone. That's a great piece, James. Great show, James. You are the man. Thank you. <laughs> well, I want you to know, I I'm not a woman, but I wrote that, and because I know that my mama was, and I know the tremendous impact that women make on this world. And those were things that I just felt dear uh, to me and that, that, that I needed to put them uh, in the words. And I, I uh, solicited different women uh, to say different verses uh, because all women have to establish themselves uh, in that fashion, and, and many of them already do. Uh, they take on a great burden to care for the children that they create, and uh, we have to recognize uh, that they are, are the, the on the front lines of helping uh, men, uh, children, and boys uh, to become both men and women. And, uh, again, uh, just like Kathy said, we're looking to uh, recruit and to uh, invite millenniums to come on the show. We want all ages to come on the show and share their opinions 
and their thoughts uh, with the world. And that's what we're trying to do each and every day. Remember, this show is on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Call in at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Stay with me.